2: Garrett Bush and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names.
3: (laughs) The ultimate
2: Cleveland sports show.
4: Booyah. Oh, it's snowing. It's snowing already, and a big topic of conversation is where will Sunday's Buffalo Bills Cleveland Browns game be? We're going to get into that. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Bull, good morning. Still nursing the cold at home, correct?
2: This is a real pain in the ass, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm get- I think you're milking it. I think <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's so trust, crazy. Trust me. You're uh, for, for two years, I worked from home on the radio and had no desire to go back in the studio. But it's the opposite now. I, I'm I'm losing my mind doing this from home. I want to be in the studio badly. I can it feel sucks. your frustration. I,
4: I, yeah, I can't. know yeah. it is. I mean, he does not want to be in his man cave right now. It's
5: different. Like, it's no. a different – like, on this show, the, that's the cool thing about it. The energy is different depending on who's here, depending yeah. on what happened today. Like, you 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 get – you pull in, and there's always a different level of energy that you got right now. So, I, I see what you're saying, Bull. It is one of them things where I would rather be here, I too. I need it.
4: Yeah, I did. I, okay. I hopefully you did Monday. From hopefully from home Monday. forever on the radio. Um, I did the Channel 3 show from home for six months. Yeah. And, Ooh. I mean, it was just, you talk uh-huh. about no energy. And now the delay mm. on the TV side was worse, a little bit worse. At least we're pretty much in real time with Bull, but it's still – I know it's frustrating. Hang in there, Bull. We're getting close. I know you're getting close. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll have you either um, – Tomorrow, or, have you made a decision Monday. yet for tomorrow or nah, for sure on Monday? Probably
2: hope, hoping for Monday.
4: Hoping All right. Monday. Well, we're, yeah. your seat's warm. We can't wait for you to get Thank back. A um, lot on this show. Maurice Corette's going to be here. He made a statement last week on the show talking about the Ohio State-Michigan game, which is we don't want to look ahead, but it looks like they're going to collide as two and three and both undefeated. I mean, it's dangerous to do that, mm. but when you look at who they're playing and how they're playing – I can't imagine one of them stubbing their toes on Saturday, but it it could happen. But it looks like it's going to be Buckeyes 2, Michigan 3. That happened a couple of years ago, the Game of the Century Part 1. They're already calling this the Game of the Century Part 2. That was 1 versus 2. That was 1 versus 2. That was also in Columbus, a game the Buckeyes won. What a freaking game that was. Oh, it's unbelievable. The day after Bo died, right? It was the day after Bo died. I've got an incredible story on on that game that I'll, I'll tell you guys, maybe the week of Michigan, but... It was just an unbelievable story. Um, Maurice said something just kind of in passing at the end. He said, Ohio State doesn't have the same nasty as Michigan. And he didn't say Ohio State can't beat Michigan because of that. But he made a pretty clear point to say, if you want to win championships, you got to have that nasty. And this team doesn't have it, which is ironic because We've been saying the same thing about this Browns team. You know, where is the anger? Where is this is a gladiator sport where, where, you know, I don't see anybody pissed off at any time, Mm -hmm. even when they're getting housed. And um, so he's going to be along uh, in, in the second half hour of the program. And we're going to ask him about that statement. What he thinks about how they match up and who in the top eight Ohio state matches up best with who he thinks might beat them in the top eight. There's some really good teams that aren't in the top four this year. I wish this year we had eight in the playoffs or twelve Man, that, in the playoffs. That'd be great. This year. I mean, it, it's it's likely that Tennessee, uh, LSU, Alabama, Al- Alabama would be still alive. I mean, imagine a twelve-team field with Ohio State. Yeah, you talk about name brands: Ohio State, Michigan, USC, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee. Mm. I mean, you talk about a moneymaker. Yeah. So it's oh, coming. the SEC's going to get
0: two, if not three, in the playoffs. What's that? The SEC is going to get two, if not three. This I think year, they'll get two.
4: The I don't playoff. think the committee would put three in. If LSU wins the SEC title, they may get three. It's going to be hard for them to keep that third team out. Yeah. LSU's is. terrible.
1: Don't worry, they're not. They have no chance of beating Georgia. You, man, you know,
4: I don't know in that in that conference. Things man, happen those conference. In that games, conference, man. it's you take those top five teams, and yeah. any you know they're really good. We're going to get into all of that, but we're going to start with the Bills and the Browns. Why not? All kinds of discussion about what the hell's going to happen with this game. They're expecting not inches of snow, but feet of snow in Buffalo. Astabula, which is obviously east of Cleveland, already has a foot. They're clo- they've closed a section of I-90, and Buffalo is further east on Lake Erie, so they get the full uh, brunt of this lake effect snow. It's called a mega band, and it actually stretches the entire length east to west uh, of Lake Erie. So... If they get what they're supposed to get, we don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, six feet of snow, guys, they're not playing a football game if they get six feet of snow. The governor's already called a state of emergency.
0: They're closing the 93-way to commercial traffic as of 3 or 4 o'clock. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the closer we get guys, to Guys, this... go ahead. Bill. Go ahead, Bull. Yeah, go
2: ahead. I was going to say, this. it's stupid that the NFL has not made a decision already because I keep, you know, it, the snow's supposed to be done by, like, Sunday morning, but... It, 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 by that point, it, how are the Browns supposed to get to Buffalo? And if they wait much longer, like say they want to play in Detroit, how is Buffalo supposed to get to Detroit? Through Canada. Because the snow's supposed to start getting
0: bad this afternoon. The, the, and, and that's the point I was making this morning on the morning show was it's, it's not so much getting the team there, the players can get there fine. It's getting the equipment truck in. How do sure. you get the equipment? And it's the same for Buffalo. How does Buffalo get its truck out if you do move the game? Yeah. And the answer is probably up through Canada, through Toronto and across Canada. And back down. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a logistical nightmare and it's, it's not so much the snow for Sunday. Like, I don't think we're going to, if it's in Buffalo, we're not going to see the game with like the fields covered in snow and you don't know what yard line everyone's on and everyone's slipping and sliding. It'll be cleared by then. (coughs) The problem is getting the stadium functional, getting the road, getting the roads cleared, obviously, but how do you clear four and five feet of snow out of the stadium so that people can get into the stadium Especially when, you know, you need workers around the city, clearing
4: the city of Buffalo, not necessarily worried about Orchard Park. Here's what I don't get. There's there's been talk about Detroit because that's what they did a couple of years ago. Was that in COVID? Were there no fans at
0: that point? No, they gave away
4: tickets for free. Okay, here's what I don't understand. Um, If I'm Buffalo, there's no way I'm moving that game to Detroit. That's a home game for Cleveland. That's exactly right, especially if the tickets are free. And here's the other thing. You've got Syracuse two hours away with a dome that's sitting empty this weekend. I, I looked on the way in this morning. Syracuse is at Wake Forest. Why the hell not put it there? At least then for Buffalo, it's it's going to be a home game. Right. It works. I, I just don't understand why that hasn't even been talked about yet. The
1: well, Carrier Dome's big, too. It's huge. It's not 60, like it's a little dome that no, can hold. No, like it's like 65,000, something fans. like that.
4: Is there travel problems getting from Buffalo going that direction? Well, here's the thing. I also looked at the weather forecast. They're expected. They've had 0.2 inches of snow already. It's not even accumulating. They're not expecting to get all of this lake effect snow because by the time it hits land, obviously it's, it's, it peters out. So I, I just I think that's the that's your answer. I think that's your solution. I don't know why we haven't heard that talked about yet. If I'm the bills. There is no way I'm moving that game to Detroit. Zero. Yeah. By, by the way, uh, even if they move this to Syracuse or they
5: move it to Detroit, the Browns are going to get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it don't even matter. Especially, they, they should be hoping they're playing outside. Maybe his elbow gets tight. Maybe they could get a couple hits. And maybe they have to run the ball with Singletary. But if they're in these domes. 70 it,
0: degrees, climate control. It is, yeah.
5: oh They might put fi- a 50-piece nugget <laughs> with extra sauce, by the way, stop messing with the sauce policy. I'm disappointed that I got to play a quarter for each additional sauce. over when did a that 20. Start? Oh, the sauce policy is in, in the hood is, is is alive and well. Really? Remember that you used to get a 10-piece. They give you one sauce. You better like barbecue because that's all you get. getting. You might like ranch. Mm. But you
2: got to get over 20 to even start getting two sauces. Don't like it. I didn't know that was a thing. By by the way, guys, a factor here is that um, that the Bills are playing on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Sure. And and so I know Steve. <clears throat> Steve just texted and said, <clears throat> move the game to Monday. Well, they can't because no, cause they can't. Buffalo's playing on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's already a quick turnaround. Yeah, Monday's definitely. And that's not part that. of the reason they're talking about Detroit is because they got to go to Detroit anyway. Well, what do you but think yes, about that Syracuse, What do you think
4: Rams. about the Syracuse option? I don't know why that's not even being talked about. It, it,
2: I just don't know if the players would agree to play on a college field. Isn't that isn't that stadium still like old school astroturf? No, no. Or, or is that not the case? No. I don't think that exists anyway. That, that is that's no? all, that's even all at the Rubber Bowl, all right, that's, that's all out all here. Gone? Yeah, I just don't. I don't. It's, to me, it seems like this. I mean, solution... it makes sense, legi- Yeah, if it's not going to snow in Syracuse, which you're right. I just looked at the forecast as you were bringing it up. You're right. Um, and Bull, they yeah, play. I mean, they play at Hall of
5: Fame
0: Stadium. High school kids play there. Can you get Goodell on line one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, let me Please. let me reach
0: out to Steve. I mean, we'll get you so, on. We'll, I mean, we'll talk geez, to him. Mary Kay Cabot reported that multiple cities are under consideration. Oh really? It's okay. not just a slam dunk that it's Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh's home, so it's not going to be
4: Pittsburgh. Yeah. Philly, I think is gone. It could be Philly. I mean, if, if you're Buffalo, anywhere but Syracuse, you lose the home field edge. Right. I just I don't know why you would want to, you know, why you would even entertain the thought of, it's, it's especially because of where they are. Having lost last week, now, right. obviously, they're in the throes of this thing. Miami is right there for the division. Um, it's, you know, it's not like they're playing a, a top-quality opponent, but the Browns could step up and smack them in the mouth sure. if they're not careful, yeah. especially if the game was in Detroit. Play, them, it, play them at the Meadowlands. <laughs> I, I'm sure one of the Jets or Giants the are Jets home. The Jets are home this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I home. knew one, I mean, almost every weekend one Somebody's of the two playing there. are home.
0: But you're right. I mean, normally in past situations like this, when it's a neutral site, like late-minute move because of weather, they just give the tickets away for free. Can right. you imagine how many Browns fans would be in Detroit? It'd be a home game. They, yeah, it'd be 70% it, Browns fans. It would be a home game. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Now, Bill's Mafia travels. Right.
0: But, but they may would, not travel to this one. They're not going to be able to get be, out. They, be snowed yeah, they in. might not be able to
4: get out. Yeah. Yeah. They be right. snowed in. So, let's talk about the matchup itself. And this is even tricky because we don't know, like, if it is a wet track or a snowy field, obviously all of this changes. But McNuggets has put together three different camps for the Browns this year. He's put together a camp of guys that have overperformed. They have been better than all of us thought they would be. It's a short list. It's a very short list. I've got two guys on my list. I, I have know. five. Okay. We'll, we'll talk
1: about it. I've got a high bar.
4: <laughs> all right. Then you've got a camp, and this is, I imagine, would be a pretty large camp of guys that have been who we thought they were. And then you've got a camp of guys who just have not played up to what our expectations have been. That
0: will be a long list. Is
4: that the biggest one? I would think McNuggets, that would be your biggest list.
1: The under-performers is the biggest list. Good. I would hope so. Now, and this, it, this it was can compiled by you only. This was me, Anthony, and Earl kind of talking. And it, this, okay. Uh, to give you a little insight on this, I think it was Monday we were talking about just guys just disappointing in the team. How right. we thought, even though we all thought they'd go 7-8, just individuals not living up to the standards. And I was like, you know eight, what? Nine. I bet you if you look at the entirety of the mm-hmm. roster, there's only a few guys who have really overachieved from what we expected, so we... Went through the top thirty guys who play in the Browns and split them into categories, and we're like, "Yeah, you know what? We all agreed on a couple, good, or probably twenty. And there's about eight or nine that we're going to discuss. I'm and going figure to put my mind, and I I got where they five fall. in my mind. So let's start with the overachievers. These are the guys who we are very proud right. of this I'm year. I'm curious to see if there's any overlap. Very. If proud. you guys disagree, we could go through that. Tell okay. me why you disagree, all and right. if someone's missing, we could go through that. But we'll get to the main guys. All right. Let's take ninety-five, Steve. Expectation versus reality. The overachievers this year, Jacoby Brissett. Yep, he's on Ethan my Pochic, list. Ethan Pochich. Yep. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yep. Martin Emerson Jr. Yep. Yep. And David Njoku. Oh, wow. I've got Nick Chubb on my list. We'll get to Chubb in a sec. Okay. will get to Chubb in a sec. Mm. He falls into the, I think he met expectations. He's been very good, but we expected him to be very good. I'm not sure he's been yeah. better than it's we thought, but we'll get to that, that list in a sec. On, it
4: is a high on bar, like as it is for Miles Garrett. Right. Um. But I just, I... I To say that he's performed at par when he's – I don't think he's leading the league in rushing
1: anymore, is he? He's third in rushing, first in touchdowns. And and Chubb is on the list of guys we're going to talk about of which category you going fit in. Bull, what do you think about Chubb? Uh,
2: My expectations couldn't have been any higher for Chubb. So, even – I don't look at it as a downgrade to say, oh, he's just lived up to expectations. Right. But that's – I mean, he's not – he would have to be having, like, the greatest running back season in the history of football – for me to say he's that's overachieving because I expected him to be great. great. And he's yeah. been great. And, and he has yeah. been.
4: Do you, you guys agree with that? Yeah. I could be talked out of that. I, yeah. I mean, well, that's bull. Well, well, what, you, what you mean? So that he's he just met expectations. You know when you get the grade card, uh, it, uh, it, it be, before they started handing letter grades, you either exceeded expectations, you met expectations, or you performed below expectations. Well, it just seems like whenever I would get the meets expectations, I'm like, you know, that's basic. Yeah. I don't want to be basic, yeah. and I think when we put the check next to meets expectations, that makes it almost sounds like he's basic. But Bull's right; our expectations for him couldn't have been
0: any higher. I mean, when you're talking about high jumpers, the bar for Jacoby Brissett was at about two and a half feet, <laughs> yes. and the bar for Nick Chubb was at about uh, eleven feet. Yeah, you're right. eight inches. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're right. And uh, he's right. still clearing the bar. Yeah. Well,
5: well, here's here's the thing. So when you talk about Nick Chubb, there if he's already on, we've already discussed ad nauseum his imaginary pitch count. If you you can't do you can't do. I heard that, Paul. Uh, you can't do what you don't do. Who's who decides whether he gets the ball or not? Yeah. So if if you telling me Nick Chubb was on on pace to get two thousand yards at one point in time, and then all of a sudden halfway through the season, maybe either because okay I'll give you well we were out of it by ten points. Sure. we, we, we had to throw the football, <laughs> or you know maybe it wasn't effective as much as you thought it would be. The bottom line is, I think a lot of times when it comes to offensive production, especially when it comes to receivers and running backs, there's two things that play into factor. What play do they call? And are you being targeted or used? Right. So you can't be, you can never go above expectations unless the the thought process is,
4: I'm going to feature this individual. He's not the featured player in this offense. He's not. He's just not. The ball is in Brissett's hands. Way more times than it is in, and so by by that measure, I think you're right. It's it's sad. I hate to say that it's basic, but he's met my expectations. I had higher expectations for him, but I think you know if 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 you want to look at anybody for him not overperforming, it would be the play caller. You got to put the ball the, in his hands.
0: I think he's the featured player in the. I mean, the quarterback's always going to
4: ball in his hands. But I would argue
0: that Nick Chubb is the
4: feature so, player. So here's how offense. I define feature. Yes. When the ball is in your hands and the play outcome is determined by you alone. Yeah. And that it's, it's just it's no comparison. It's, it's Ben Brissett. Just compare his attempts to, because that's how many times he's determining the outcome of the play. If he's throwing the football, he has more to do with the outcome of that play, certainly than Nick Chubb. And when Nick Chubb has the ball in his hands, he can determine the outcome of that play right. more than Jacoby Brissett. So as much as I'd like to agree with you and say that he is the featured player in this offense, the numbers just show that he's not. I don't know, Bull. I, so I, I, I love your visceral who, groan.
2: Who Who would be the featured player on the Giants?
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
4: Well, I would have to, I don't watch the Giants every snap, Bull, so I'm not going to make that assessment. But I would think, like, just, I would think it would be Barkley, but I don't know how many carries he's had Compared to how many throws?
1: I have the answer for you right now. Danny's
4: had what's what's the number? Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones has forty more 200. throws. Yeah, forty more throws than Barkley's attempted runs. Okay, 40 more. what is the number for Brissette to to Chubb? But,
1: but that based answer on for your, you guys I, I right now. I didn't look at too. it yet.
4: But no, hold But on. based on your it's definition, okay, uh, here we go. Here we go. This, the numbers don't lie. Danny so Dimes go. has forty more throws than Barkley has carries. Brissett has 130 more throws than Chubb has carries. It's out of whack. That's a lot of throws. It's just out of whack. And did you say 130, Mike?
1: Yeah, he has 290 passing attempts to 160 rushing attempts. Now
4: that's, that's but stuns. Kareem Hunt think, also has 83 rushing attempts. I think, Bull, attempts. you're stunned by that. I think, Jason, you're stunned by that. But, guys, it, that's ba-
2: based out of whack. on your definition, Jay, based on your definition, it's a, it, Derek, uh, Nick Chubb couldn't possibly have 290
4: passing attempts. I'm not
7: suggesting he attempts. should.
4: What I'm suggesting is yeah. Brissett should not have 290
5: it, it, Especially but if, if you, you
4: look at the caliber but of if quarterback, you com- right?
2: We're a run guys, team, Bull. If you, if you combine the rushing totals of Hunt, you see the Giants don't have a Kareem Hunt. They have no backup, right?
4: And even with that, well, he Barkley doesn't, get, only... Barkley doesn't get all the carries, though. He gets most of them. He does, but there are Almost other guys old. in that offense that get carries. We got two more minutes Kareem on this Hunt... we have to get to the other two carries. Kareem Hunt has 83
2: a... carries.
4: Okay. 83 okay. carries. Okay. What's
2: the next highest total of running back
4: on the Giants? I don't have it. You tell me. I don't have it. I'll
1: pull it up right now. My Bull. guess
2: is it's no more than 30. So that's a big difference. Uh, was...
1: 29.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's it. A... So their so, second. So if you combine if you combine the two, Barkley and Matt or wherever it is, and Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, then they're getting actually Nick well, Chubb and Kareem Hunt are getting
4: more carries. Th- this might be the best demonstration numbers wise that proves the point that I've been making all year. If you do combine the two carries of the Giants running backs, they actually have more running attempts between the two of them, than. No,
1: they don't. Real it's close. C- it's close. It's close. It's almost it's, 50 It's still 50, more 50. passing, but it's very close. And
2: you can add Chubb's carries. It's not close at all. It's about a third. What are you talking about, Mike?
1: 198 talk- plus 29 is 227, which is 10 fewer attempts than Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah. That's close. Real close. Oh, I thought you meant compared to Nick Chubb and no, Green no. No. Hunt, no, 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 no,
1: no. No, I'm just talking about – and so, again,
4: it's just – when you look at what you have, and you can't change that at this point, this team was constructed to be a running team. So why aren't we? Because that's that's the
1: way they, they are. were built. And, and, I can look they at, are. And,
4: and besides this, I can look at, at an eye test.
5: It's the s- last
1: point, G, and then we're moving on to the Coop, rest of the over- Let's move on, because we've argued about
5: this nonsense so Coop, many times Cooper, already. Cooper Cup, he's a feature player. You know that, right? Jared sure. Henry, he's a feature player. You just know that by watching him. Right. Tyreek Hill, feature, feature. player. You just know by watching him. There's Travis Kelsey. Like,
4: these guys get the ball and a lot. Nick Chubb is the featured player of the Browns. Despite
2: the fact I, I that know. the
4: quarterback has 130 more throws than Chubb has carries. Again, so how would
2: Tyreek Hill be the featured player on the Chiefs? He doesn't have as many receptions. As, you're, defin- you're just making it up as you go along, guys. No, we're not. I mean, no, it's no, we're it's not. obvious that Nick Chubb is the featured player on the Browns. Every quarterback can... in the NFL... Has Bull. more passing attempts than to the top running back,
4: except for, except for Ryan Tannehill. Well, and he can, missed some games. You can claim that all you want if your quarterback has 130 more attempts in nine games. Nine games. All right, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, you have to because the numbers no just disprove your point. What's so, number two? No, so no, by the way, I put him at Met. Then, then Barkley's not
2: the
1: Saquon right, so Barkley's
2: we, not the featured player on the Giants. Then so that's fine. No, we have yes. underachievers
1: to get to. We have we have Okay, let's get to the underachievers. Rest of the segments here. So, Chubb was in the middle. We'll get to the rest of the middle guys in a sec. These are the players that we determine have clearly underachieved expectations this year. The big biggest names. group, right? Second big uh, this is the biggest group, more than the middles. Oh. Uh guys like these are underachievers. Oh, underachievers. Underachievers. Okay. okay. Guys like Anthony Schwartz, Davian Clowney, Greg Newsome, Jacob Phillips, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan, John Johnson, JOK, Jedrick Wills, David Bell, Tommy Togi, the list goes on and on. Those are the biggest names. We don't have matter. the
4: names on a graphic. Do you have a list? Do you have a list, by I name? can
1: send you guys the list. There was too many names to read on one graphic. So <laughs> How disappointed! It was. Is that? It was tough. I don't uh, think, go
4: through uh,
2: most of those guys to me are not underachievers because I didn't think any of the, most of those guys would do anything this year
4: go through them one by one throw them out throw the name out and
2: we'll, we'll... say yes
1: or no Yeah. because then we
4: got it to the middle the middle group which we'll is each where the discussion goes. just say under goes.
1: or met anthony schwartz under
4: under that was met. a pretty low bar. He, and i had no expectations met. for him but he he's been that awful met met expectations cuz I,
5: I i didn't think he was uh, he was going to be serviceable at all
4: yeah i well, didn't think he was going to touch he, the field when they put him on the roster i automatically said well they must think they can get something out of him and they haven't Okay, I I gotta put him in under. I agree.
1: Jadavian under. Clowney.
4: Under, under, met, met
0: for me. I'd say under.
1: Yeah. Greg Newsome.
0: Under. 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 Way under. Yeah. Way. Jacob under. Phillips. I would say under. Uh, Jacob Phillips. should should t- be on the field. Yeah.
1: It's I mean an under. Why
0: is he not? Why is he
2: out Wonder.
1: there? Wonder. Under. Under. Jordan Elliott.
5: Under. Met. I knew he was trash to get. Him. I didn't he have any. Expect- I agree
2: with G. Twenty nine percent.
5: I I didn't see what they was talking yeah. about. Taven Bryan, terrible. Under. i met. If the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and your boy uh, Urban Meyer get rid of you, you were terrible. That is not a pickup by any stretch of the imagination. Taven
2: Bryan shouldn't be on the list. He isn't. He is a nothing player, and I, had, I don't know why anybody would have even considered. Oh, he was disgusting. Whether he, was he had an early free
5: agent to. signing. <laughs> That's the Browns' fault.
4: John,
0: John Johnson.
4: <laughs> He's under.
1: Under. under, way under, under the grave. Hey, yeah, JOK. Under. Under. under under. Jedrick Wills. Under. Under. Oh under. my god. David Bell. Man. Under.
4: Under because everybody kept telling me, "Hey, you know what? We 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 drafted this guy high. Man. They love him in camp." Not that high. He was a middle round pick. But they was talking
0: well, I mean, about this man. Their, well, there were expectations for him. There were movie. expectations. Remember, yeah, there they, were
4: expectations for him, and he's been on the milk cart. He hasn't
5: missed a ball all OTAs.
4: Yeah, Gene I Butz.
5: remember that. Won't drop one. Yeah, yeah I seen him since. Yeah, Tommy yeah, yeah. Togiai. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, he wasn't he, good to no start with. For him. He made no noise at Ohio he State. Sucks. At Ohio State, your numbers are automatically inflated. Remember when? Even when Vernon Golston was there, Vernon Golston looked like an animal. You're like, oh my. But he was terrible. But even at Ohio State, he got the rub off numbers. Yeah, he got the he got the the yep. numbers where he guys uh, were paying attention to the real stars on that defense, and he was running. And into he was a just company. hey, listen, let me just go in here and get in a pile. He made his money one game against Penn State. That was it. I think he had like yep. two, three sacks. But you no, know, he was not good. What else?
1: So we got the middle group now. Okay. We got the middle group. This is where. Well, it's not middle. This is where we need your help determining which side they fit into. So you weren't sure on these. Well, areas, you already got
2: one guy in here, Dave, uh, Mike, who you haven't mentioned that, that should not be in this group. He's way under. But go ahead. Who? We're going
5: to see. We're going to see Ward. What well, Ward's yeah. in this, Ward's Ward, in this Ward group. Ward would be under for me. Uh, way under. Ward okay, so you guys
1: all expert. agree. We, we just didn't want to throw in there because he got hurt. He, he signed
4: the biggest uh, cornerback contract I, I agree. in the NFL. Ward, he has Ward was in near there. Living up to that. Who, who better, Ward or Sauce Gardner? Sauce, yeah, that's not even a thought.
1: <laughs> Sauce. Jeez. All right, well, let's start with this one then. How about Miles Garrett? Is he overperformed, underperformed, or kind of met your under. expectations? I
0: put
4: him in
1: under. Under. I expected him to
4: be an NFL defensive player of the year candidate. He's
5: and, and, not. I and, and I'm gonna go with under. Under because there's times where you just like the Don't game game against the Dolphins. You know they threw the ball a decent amount. You gotta get home on one of them. Even if you gotta do your own thing, <laughs> like I'm dropping in covers, this play. Oh, you sometimes you gotta give yourself Detroit Polamalu playbook. By the way, he had no responsibilities. He just was running around, Rover, like Rover doing this thing, find so, the ball. F- sometimes they not gonna take you out. Just do your thing, bro. But I, I have to say, under yep.
2: Even if we all agree that the rest of the D line hurts his chances to be overly productive. The fact is, we expect we all expected him to be very productive, and he hasn't been. We can talk about his PFF grades all we want. He hasn't produced as we all expected him to. He's got to be under.
1: Yeah, under. Okay, that's fair. How about Amari Cooper?
4: Met Matt. Matt I think Matt yeah because we thought he was a home run guy or a two catch a game guy and that's who he's been he's had some really big games and he's had some games where you wonder if he's okay
5: we'll see I, this is why this is important I'm, I'm gonna steal this out of Jason's playbook this is why we gotta see these dudes with Watson I don't know if he's met or under I'm gonna figure out these last six games though because that should not be that that should be an issue whether or not you're gonna be targeted, or if you're not getting, uh, he's not making certain throws where he may feel he can't get it there, right? Right. Brissette sometimes he's not gonna throw it with anticipation. He's gonna wait till you open to throw it. He does a good job at it. But the next level is when you get a quarterback that can do all those other things, and then I'll be able to see if Mari Cooper is one of them dudes that okay, he's he gonna be, he, he'll be good, he'll be tight, or he's gonna disappear every other game. Right.
2: I would say okay. Matt. I would agree with the guys on this one. fair. I mean, he's been okay. good, but he's not been great. And he is, you know, 18th, I think, in receiving yards. And he's up there of guys that, that have good receiving yards, considering they don't have great quarterbacks. But he, and as Jay who, said, he's right. He disappears some games. He's not consistent.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's where I had him, too.
4: Hasn't been a bust, but mm-hmm. no. Not no, at all. He no been, definitely not. He hasn't been a while. This guy's given us more than we expected.
1: Jason, we're going to start with you on this next one. Kareem Hunt.
4: Under, not all
0: his own doing, but under,
4: yeah, underutilized.
1: I, I, I'll i go with under, so
5: we don't have to start the whole circular argument anymore. Yeah, that's- so we'll, we, we, he's underutilized, and I think he's underperformed based on what he think he should be able to bring to the table, because I think he would like to have more opportunities. You know what's
4: going to be? gut wrenching to me is if he goes to Indianapolis not Indianapolis if he goes to Seattle or he goes to another team next year be and good. becomes Kansas City Kareem again he's going to be good it's going to be maddening No,
5: because what'll happen is there's a lot of times you don't see it until you get the the guy in camp right. and what'll happen is you get in, he'll get in camp and he's going to turn it on because now he gets an opportunity to kind of prove Hey y'all! Y'all put, and a new environment. A new environment. I'm the and they gonna say this guy Kareem Hunt.
4: All that being said, if I think the guy that could benefit the most from Deshaun Watson could end up being Kareem Hunt, I really want to see and, and Kareem Hunt and yeah. Deshaun Watson on the field. I kind of disagree with that, time. Jay. Why? Look what he did with Mahomes
1: as his quarterback. I think they're gonna throw the ball even more. And I do just means too. Less but- opportunities for. Kareem Hunt to touch I do the ball. too, but
4: yeah, but if he's in the game and he's running routes, I just think that Deshaun extending plays, buying time, looking for the open guy. I think Kareem could be the benefactor. And
5: right? I, I like it. I, I actually think this will happen too. I think we now have a quarterback that has enough talent and cachet to be able to be like, Hey, I want to run this play and I want to throw the ball to him. Yeah. We've never had that before. Jacoby Brissett and Baker, they was like, This is a game plan. Shut up. Get over here. We're going to check it down. And we're we're not doing this. We'll be running. But now you got an opportunity. Well, guess what? He has a little more input because he can say, I can get that there. I think this will work. And if you haven't heard Deshaun Watson talk about the game of football, he has genius-level intellect when it comes to breaking the game down. He photographic memory when he started talking about this is what we were looking at. It was a cover two. He dropped down. I, I thought I could get it in there. We were in a different like he. It, the way he talks about it is crazy, and I think he'll help get Stefanski to saying, "Okay, let's have a partnership rather than a dictatorship in what we should run because the talent dictates that." that
2: could be nice, uh, okay. Mike. I would say I would say Kareem Hunt has been a disappointment this year. Uh, we could we could debate whether he's been underutilized. Um, I, I'd say he has been underutilized a little bit. Not dramatically. I mean, he has over 100 touches. Um, as a number two back, that's more than most number two backs get. But if you look at his production, when he's had the opportunity, he hasn't been overly productive. He's, he's had his worst season in terms of yards per attempt. He's had his worst season in terms of receiving yards per attempt, per, per reception. He hasn't played all that great when he's been out there. I mean, I, I agree that when he goes somewhere else, he's going to be better, and I don't know that we can get that sick about it because no matter how you know he was never, no matter how much you wanted him to touch the ball, he was never going to touch it as much here playing with Nick Chubb. It would be silly for him to touch it as much here as if he goes and is the number one guy somewhere else. I don't know that he definitely will be, but if he is, you know, he'll, he'll have more opportunity. But he hasn't been great when given the opportunity to, this year. No,
4: and when he leaves, I think the the last chapter that will be written was. Was his, was his time here a, a success or a failure? If you had to be that black and white about it, I would say it was a failure because I had way more expectation. When they signed him, I thought, this is one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the NFL, and he has not been that here. So if, if you're just passing out pass or fail grades at the end of his tenure, I, I'm going to definitely say his time here was think, a fail.
5: Think about that.
4: Think about this. This is devastating. It's and all, OBJs, this, fail. This,
5: hurts, Jarvis my, Landry, this fail. hurts my heart to think about this. Because at the time, Jarvis was in his prime. You had Jarvis Landry. You had Odell Beckham Jr. You had Nick Chubb. Fail, fail, fail. You had Nick Chubb. And then you have Kareem Hunt. And at the same time, they end up giving David Njoku uh, a, a deal. He was still on that roster. Sure. Look at all of that talent. And you can say which one of them really broke out and
4: was like a top three statistical guy. Chubb. None of them. I think Chubb. Chubb got there, but. I, I mean, don't think the other, you know, Landry never produced like he did in Miami. OBJ never produced oh, that was, like that he did in New that wasn't even Europe. close. That wasn't even close. Kareem I mean Hunt 20, never produced like guys, he did in Kansas City.
2: Jarvis Landry had more receiving yards in 2019 with the Browns than he has in any other year in his career.
0: His first couple of years here were very productive and then they sort yeah. of went what down. Yeah. What was the number when he came in? Year.
4: He was the fir- he was the first receiver to go over was it 1200 in each of his first four seasons
5: yeah, or something? Yeah, he, he 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 had came a, in with, no. you know, he, he, had, he had 100 something number,
4: it was catches.
1: Might have been catches over 100 a, catches yeah, the first four seasons. i look into We got two more on the list though before we get to our, our next thing. When you look at the offensive line, I think Poacher's has exceeded expectations. Big Antonio time. and Teller have been solid, met expectations, and yep. Conklin and Wills have been below. So when you look at the offensive line as a whole, as a unit through nine games, overachieve, underachieve, are kind of where you expected. I'd say they were expected
7: because Pochis is such a
0: big revelation and surprise yeah, There's offsets. been a
4: surprise and there's been a disappointment.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I know Wills gets hammered. And rightfully so. He's had some bad games. But overall, I still don't think he's terrible. I think he's average. I think he's an average left tackle, and you better get used to him because
4: you don't have very many avenues to do any better than that. But the problem with that, Jay, because I agree, I think he you know, he stands out as being terrible because of where we took him. Right. When you take a guy at the top of the draft, that's a position that you cement for 12 years, and you don't think about it anymore. Right. It's hard to miss at that position it's, and when I you don't take think, it that high. I don't think he's a miss. I really don't think he's a miss. But for where he was drafted, is he lived oh, up the I think that's a big miss. But I think no, it's a huge well, miss. I, I think because
0: of where he's drafted. But look at the other guys who were drafted around him. They haven't been great either for, out of that draft. But when, we, when you take a guy where they took him, the fans' expectation is, well, we have another Joe Thomas now. And that's an unfair
7: bar. Well, well yeah, I, I wouldn't even heard no, 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 of no. Joe Thomas. He's no. a
0: once-in-a-generation player.
5: I watch offensive line play. I never thought under any specific circumstances
4: was he Joe Thomas or ever would be. No. But that's the comparison coming off of – Yeah. I I never did. No. No. I think we knew with Joe coming in, and we certainly knew after two or three seasons, this guy is the generational offensive line that every franchise would love to have. Right. Now, it would be highly unfair to have those expectations of Wills, but where Wills was taken in the draft you expect more You out expect of him, what him to gotten. be a Pro Bowl player and he has not approached that level and you expect him to be a guy that you never have to worry about. So is that on him or is that on the scouting department I, for taking him there? Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm not inside that I don't know is he is he, I don't know if he's Putting everything into this that he right, should be, right? I have questions. And he's about had, that. I mean, he, had the, he has had he, some ankle injuries, absolutely, had and had that will kill an offensive line. if
5: you if he has ankle in, injuries and he he's not a really good bender of the knees and the joints, that's trouble. And then second of all, he played Alabama and he played on the right side. Yeah, you can't just be flipped. Like, very rarely do you project a right tackle to move to the other side. Right, that doesn't happen. Third thing. He does not have the traditional body type of a tackle. Right. You look at Joe Thomas, lean. He's Even at 315, Joe was never a bigger guy. When you look at Judge Wills, his body type is more like a guard. Right. Now, to, for me, I look at him, there's two things that are disturbing. One is he gives up at the point of attack a whole lot. Like he turns around, they beat him, and he starts walking around. I've seen it countless times when you watch all 22 you're like, you're getting beat at the point of attack, and you don't continue to fight, move to look to block somebody. You're just standing up while, while your quarterback's getting smashed. And then another thing is the penalties. He has, and this is third gear, right? Yeah. The, the penalty, the holds, the grabs, the undisciplined hands. As a lineman, your hands are supposed to be inside the frame of your body. So if you do grab somebody, they don't see it. He does a lot of this lot of this. And he said that's not a, that's not really a hole. Anytime your body, your hands get out the side of your shoulder, they're calling it every time. They the refs come to the locker room and say, guys, every preseason, guys, this is what we're calling this year. You big guys, this is what we're doing. He knows that. He is he is he a bust? bust? No. He's just happened to be average. That's it. Yeah.
2: Not but a I bust. Think- definitely disappointment. I I wonder if they'd consider moving him to right tackle next year and having James uh, James Hudson play left tackle. I can't remember if he played left tackle at Cincinnati or not. I flippantly I made remember, that but... I
0: flippantly said that a few weeks ago. I was talking to Zach Jackson yeah. about that and said maybe Hudson's the left tackle next year and Wills is on the right. I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. I again, yeah. I feel like Wills is league average at left and do you really want to make it I mean, we have no idea if James Hudson can play left tackle or not. He's been great at right in the spots that he's been in. But do you want to create a hole that doesn't exist? I personally don't think left tackle is a hole. Maybe you guys disagree. It's not what it could be, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it as a hole in putting the quarterback. I, no, that's at risk. fair. But,
4: I, I don't think it's a hole either. I just had higher, oh, I, I had a higher bar for him. Yeah. I'm not spending no resources
5: think, to fill it. Like if you're telling me defensive yeah. tackle or ta- left tackle, oh well, he's fine. He's going to have to learn on the fly. Right. But yeah, let's fix the like tackle I, problem. I,
2: here's what I'm worried about: if you if you end up extending him to a, a you know long-term contract is that I think the only reason he's not a liability is because Joel Batonio is so good at left yeah, guard right. yep, that it makes right. up for some of his flaws. And Batonio getting up there. So if, if two years from now, three years from now, Batonio <laughs> you know, gone or not that good, and then you paid a lot of money to Wills, that could really hurt you because if you, all of a sudden now you have an average left guard, well, now more of his flaws are going to come out.
0: And I actually think that's where the Bills going to come due on the salary cap. Yep carrying $15 million guards is a luxury that you can't necessarily afford when your quarterbacks is Sean Watson. You need it when your yeah. quarterback is Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield. I don't know that you can do that. I don't know that you can invest 30 million in guards when you're paying your quarterback it's what you're paying.
5: Especially your that you
0: right now, what we're
5: seeing when you run the ball that much, you're seeing two things. Either your running back breaks down or your offensive line breaks down. That's the, that's the consequences of hitting people every play. Teller is in the process of breaking down. We see it in front of him. He's lucky enough. He just got to his big contract, right? I don't know about
0: that. He's had one injury. I uh, mean,
5: when you, I'll tell you, when you're a big dude and you have any injuries to your lower extremities and you're using that to fire off the ball, drive people, plant, it's different. It's just different down there. And he's already getting towards the age of 30. Guys don't, you know, offensive line. And here's the thing. Linemen are playing more, right, playing more longer years because they're in two-point <laughs> stance. They throw the ball a lot. The Browns are the opposite. <laughs> they Those guys from camp to camp, are they're piling, they're hitting, and these guys are the, the engine of what your team is. If there's one critique on that, the critique on a running team is people get old real quick. It's a lot of wear and tear on them, and, and they're just lucky right now you know, look. you look at Harris. That was a freak accident, but, you know, how often do you, are you going to see a guard that's going to be able to run block, especially as violent as he is, staying the test of time? I think he's in the to of breaking down, and that's a
0: big thing for, for lineman. That may be the replacement right there for Batonio or Teller is Nick Harris. Yeah. You know, yep. if, if Posich can stick at center. You said that.
1: Yeah, I like that. All right, we got one last player. This guy's been up and down all year. G. Bush coming into the season said he could be the next Ed Reed. Divers said he has no idea what he's doing in the goal line at times. Jesus. So, Grant Delpit, where does he fall to you guys? Under the stadium next to John oh, My Johnson.
0: Lord.
5: Just him, him and his boy. They, they the red, they're the red ranger and the green ranger. These twos, y'all guys, boy, I I, I had so much highs. Because I watched him at LSU. He was different. I don't know if it's the, the, the Achilles injury or... But I don't see the ball skills. I don't see that he looked like he got shot out of a cannon. You see those safeties flash. Boom. It's just like, okay, well, he's here in the in the area. I just don't see it. Mr. Simons, I, I I don't know who would he is. is it the defensive? Is it what they calling them? him? They're not playing him right. I don't know. I just don't know.
0: Below. Yeah. Bull? Well below.
2: For Delpit? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait. No, he's, he's been. I, I didn't have high expectations for him, yeah. but I, at least I had some expectation for him. And I think
0: he's been a huge disappointment. Huge. When you see the plays like what Tyvis showed us against the Jets, where Tyva said they teach you 101, put your heels on the goal line, and let the route take you to the end zone. And at the snap, he backs up six yards into the end zone. Crazy. That makes me question his football IQ. Yeah. I mean,. I, I have no other explanation for that other than football IQ. So here's our final tally, didn't, guys. You never
1: mentioned Greedy Williams. He didn't play enough to even make incomplete. the list. Yeah, incomplete. <laughs> our final tally of the top 30 guys, Jesus. we had five overachievers, six guys who met expectations, and 19 underachievers. And that
4: equals three and nine.
1: And that equals Easy. three and six.
4: Or three and six, I mean. You're, yeah.
1: you're projecting.
4: <laughs> it might be three <laughs> and nine. We know what he's thinking, right? <laughs> we know where you at, bro. <laughs> no, listen. If it ends up being three and nine, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo and Tampa Bay beat them. But if they go, if they lose to the Texans, and and, and there are,
0: you Jason can make said a case. It. already on record. You can Jason's make a on case. the record with this. It, I don't know that I'm ready to say that Houston's going to win the game, but I think it's going to be a lot harder of a game than people think, and yeah. when it, and when Adidi comes noisy. on, I'm gonna ask her because I'm looking at them standings.
5: Who's whose future you like better? <laughs> do you like the Steelers' future, or you like mm. the Browns' future? You talking uh,
1: long term or this year? So I'm talking long term because they just got T.J. Watt back, and they're a lot different team with T.J. Watt because, I have
4: no faith in Kenny Pickett whatsoever.
7: I don't either. But here's the he thing:
4: stinks. I do have faith in. They're finding out life after Ben is is yep what the Browns have been yep. living for 30 I, I, years. I
7: do
5: have favor I, I think <clears throat> the Steelers have never done this, right? The Steelers are one Deshaun Watson S type move from getting right back ahead of the Browns.
0: Yeah, but that's a pretty hard move. Yeah, but to those
5: make. moves are very
2: rare. I, uh, They're not gonna do that. Gee, that's that, that they don't do that. No way they do something. We hoping like they don't do that. We hoping. They've never, but who they they get? never who's they've,
0: there? who's there to get right now hey, anyway. Desperation and necessity equal up a whole no, lot.
4: point. There's no one available. Like well, what about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. What what happens if Lamar Jackson doesn't get the number he wants from Baltimore? <laughs> that
0: that you to, to what you're talking about. He's not they'll just franchise him. He's not he going anywhere. They'll to franchise him. him. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. And they can do that twice, can't they? Yeah. And and they'll yep. they'll come up with a deal by then. And, I mean, I've written this a hundred times. The last time a quarterback in his prime of this caliber became available was Fran Tarkin in the freaking 60s. Like, these guys just don't become available. I don't know what – like the Steelers, the Colts. I don't know what these teams are going to do. Well, Tom Brady was pretty good. Okay, well, well that's once in a generation. <laughs> no, what do you – no, do you mean going to Tampa? But yeah. in his prime. No, in the prime. Guys in the well, prime Well, he won of a career. Super Bowl after that. That's, he still, that's not his prime. He's no, not maybe prime. not for the mortal human, but if I he don't, win a
4: Super Bowl. Yeah, I
5: don't know what
0: his prime in that
5: year. I don't. For he's five, redefined five,
4: prime.
0: That's he threw for forty-five
4: hundred yards. For All right, but he's but he's, but and he's a total anomaly. LeBron won a championship. He is LeBron, an anomaly. Yes. LeBron
0: well, won a championship yeah. with the Lakers. He wasn't in his prime. He wasn't in his prime, in
4: the in the bubble. No, no. but what I'm saying is for for. We're splitting hairs. I mean, I mean, Carson Palmer. They don't come. They don't come available very often, and that's a fact. Right. That's a fact. And I don't know where they would go. How they would make this work? Kenny Pickett. I don't. I don't
5: don't think think Kenny Pickett is the the answer. answer. No.
4: Jimmy G's a free agent. Yeah, he's not a franchise changer. Tom Brady will be a free agent. God, you know, we keep saying that Jimmy yeah. G is not a franchise changer, and he's probably he not. He wins everywhere he goes. But, man, the guy just – I'm watching him over – What do you mean he wins I'm, everywhere he
2: goes? I mean, he played place. five yeah, but, games in New England.
4: But he's, but he's won. He's won there. and now he's yeah. got a lot of talent around him. But, gosh, y- you may not trust him completely, but do we ever trust Brett Favre completely? No. And I'm saying he's Brett Favre. He's right. not. But in the right system, which would have been here – Yeah where you just need him to just be good enough and let the other stars take care of things. He yeah. could
0: be yeah, that it's, guy. It's fascinating because I mean, I was as loud as anyone on go get Jimmy G. You Jacoby's were. not good you enough. Were. And Jacoby, Jacoby's been great. He's far exceeded my expectations yeah. Yeah. until you get to the end of game. And we've talked about that. The horrible interceptions he's had against the chargers, the jets, the Falcons. Games that he had the ball in his when hand when they most needed him. To, when you most need him, yeah. would Jimmy have been different in those scenarios? We'll never know. Yeah. You want
1: to hear a great Jimmy G stat? Yes, we got. He is ten and two in his career in games he throws no touchdown passes. Dang, that's nuts! That insanity. Nuts. That's Dang. nuts. It goes to show the quality of teams he's played for, and, and, and the defenses but, and running games. He's but been.
4: did you guys see the video when he went to the Warriors game the other night? Yeah, yeah.
1: he's he's. I would trade lives with the, Jimmy so fast. No,
4: what the cheerleader, the Golden State cheerleader. Oh, that's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, they, he was with like seven teammates, and they could not care. They were they were like about anyone else. High girls
4: than Elvis was in the building.
0: Yep, I mean the guy's a good looking guy. I mean he's, he's ridiculous. You put Stefanski and Jimmy Garoppolo together, and. <laughs> The women of Cleveland will swoon. The stud
4: factor for the women in Cleveland. they would be like, hey, I don't care if we win or lose. Just, Can we have more shots of conversations between yep. Stefanski and yep. Garoppolo? By
5: the, by the way, this is this is a fact. This is an, <coughs> in my game. So, basically, Kanye West used to say this all the time. Like, no, I think Jay-Z said it. He said, I'm going to call the paparazzi on myself. Well, n- rumor has it that Jimmy Garoppolo has a publicist that leaks this information like, Like they would be like they'll have have it be where he does articles about how good looking he is, right? And I'll just that keeps him in in the game. Like it keeps him afloat. Like we'll 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 fish a story out there. We need to do a story about Jimmy and how good he looks. And then pretty soon people just like yeah, oh yeah. If you're in the top fifty People Magazine's most good looking people, it's over. You're there forever. Yeah, it's right. You get whatever you want. And he like so he has these these people who plant stories on the wall. That's blogs. what Hollywood does. That's Hollywood what Hollywood does. The same thing. I
4: say yo, that's a dope little. That's Hollywood funny. has publicists, and I, I always used to be skeptical of this, but I found out for a fact it's true. A lot of the stars have publicists that will leak to the paparazzi. So and so is going to be on Rodeo Drive on yep. this corner at eleven <laughs> thirty. Yep. And so the paparazzi know. They go. They get the pictures. They're splashed all over People Magazine and Us and all the tabloids. And it just keeps them relevant. It keeps then, the ball moving.
5: Then these people act like, I can't believe you
4: caught exactly. me out yeah.
5: at dinner. Damn with this, paparazzi. With this what movie mean, star off. with an outfit on, on yes. accident.
4: I just do this for just I'm You just always here. know when they're caught sunbathing nude on a Paris right, beach. Right, right. And, right yeah, right, sure. That's right what, you really?
1: All right. Uh, we're... Is Maurice ready? Maurice is ready. We were going to do a top five today on the uh, five most memorable bad weather games in recent memory. We got Maurice, so we're going to save that for overtime. You can find oh, that our by becoming con- a membership. Content. Yep, memberships, uh, $1.99 a month for these cool custom emojis. There's more than just those four. There's 12 available now. And for four ninety-nine dollars <laughs> a month, less than 60 bucks a year, you get this overtime exclusive content after the show. Today we're going to talk about where we want this Bills-Browns game to get played if it moves in some top five of memorable moments. But we'll do that after we talk to Maurice, who joins us now. What's up, Maurice? How you doing today?
3: As well. A little cold down here in Columbus, but all as well. Yeah, you ought to be here. <laughs> it's colder up here. <laughs> you got any snow down there yet? No, it, it never really snows real bad in Columbus, but the temperature definitely dropped. It, it felt like it went from 60 to 20 you know, yeah. that, that's a significant uh drop it felt like it. I don't know if it actually did, but it felt bad this morning. I know. I know.
5: Maurice, hey man, you, you uh I, I know you got these Christmas gifts. You got kids, bro. Hey, what's on the top of the ticket for your kids for Christmas?
3: <laughs> oh, so so the the the, the six week old he, he'll get spoiled by other people, so I don't have to worry about yeah, that, you're right? Good. Uh yeah. Oh but my, my son, he's into the Paw Patrol and uh the um uh, what is it? Cars, uh, Lightning McQueen and uh, Mater. He's, yeah. into to that, oh, he's into that, that phase. My, gra- my granddaughter into that right now.
6: <laughs> Big.
4: Yeah, yeah my daughter just got a license. For her. her name is Hayes. So I made a <laughs> mythical car for her called Hot Rod Hayes. And every time she picks up a car, I'll say, what's that car's name? And she'll say, Hot Rod Hayes. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's a great age. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. It goes fast. goes fast. Oh,
3: I know. My daughter, I mean, my daughter got her license yesterday, and so then now she's uh, her Christmas present. She she's only asking for one thing; she just wants her transportation. But I'm telling, I'm trying to push her transportation, so I quit being like her Uber driver.
7: And so she'll <laughs> like, yeah.
5: Yeah. listen, now you like, so is this her first car? Yeah, this is her first car. So, so what's hey? Listen, you already told her, like, hey, bro. We budgeting you out, bro. Don't even think when we go out, when we go to the, she's going to be like, but dad, remember when you was out here driving when you was in college? What was you moving around in?
3: <laughs> no, so, so uh, okay, so we, did, we, we made an agreement, and I gave her uh, about five books to read, and I told her that if she gave me a, a six-page report <laughs> on each book that we can go get her whatever car she wants, but she has to comprehend what it was I gave to her. Wow, that's dope.
5: That's super dope, dude. That's like, awesome. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, right. Hey, 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 I hope you did them book reports. I want to see what you got. Put, I need to see. <laughs> Listen, good job out of
3: you. <laughs> hey, is she a big reader like you are? Yeah, yeah. What, what is forced, uh, it, it, it's forced to her through school, and so I gave her, uh, like, uh, as a man think it was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, It was a book on buying and flipping houses. Um, I gave her uh, as a man thinking. So there was like six books that really impacted my life. And, uh, you know, school school gets a set of discipline. It teaches you how to work and gives you structure. And uh, she's in a private school. So it's about like probably 10 girls in each class. Right. And that's one thing, but I always tell her uh, what you're good at and learning how to make money is two different things. And I don't want her to trap herself into doing something as an adult uh, just because she thinks that she needs money. And so we just start having conversations about, you know, being autonomous over your thinking and you being responsible for yourself and uh, just things I learned as an adult that, that, that taught me. And I told her that if she fully comprehends this stuff in these books that, you know, we can go get a car, like a car is not, uh, it's not that important, but just to have a different language as an adult, and to go into college, and to be a lot more self-aware, and all that other stuff.
4: Yeah, awesome. Every,
3: everything's better
4: when it's earned, mm-hmm. than when it's given, and uh, yeah. and that I know you I know that, That's, it's a valuable lesson. All right, uh, so we got to bring up something you said last week, that we really have been thinking mm-hmm. about, Since the time you made the comments, Jason, that was a horrible attempt. I know. Jason just missed the the bucket with his water bottle by about three feet. (laughs) Um, So we're going to play it. You clipped it, right, McNuggets? All right. So let's refresh your memory about this, and then we're going to have a conversation on the backside. Go ahead and roll it, Steve. I'll tell you this, and I'll
3: say it on this show, and you can take this as a, a sound bite. The Buckeyes don't have the level of nastiness that Michigan has. Ooh. If you look at Michigan and I know what I'm looking for, yes. And I am telling you this you you can't win a championship without that stuff that you see what Georgia did to Tennessee. Yep. Georgia plays with a level of disrespectful nastiness. <laughs> um I'm serious. This no, is no, this no, no, is this right. is how you this is how you win. You can't win with cute guys. You can't win with five star, I put up a bunch of stats guys, yeah. right? You you need you some need dogs. nastiness. You need some dogs. Man what When I look at Michigan, and I'm telling you this right now, what fears me most is that these dudes are nasty, bro. You know what I'm saying? yeah. And they beat Ohio State up last year, and, you know, I don't know how you neutralize nastiness because nastiness can make, you know, great players turn into chumps. And and that's – I'm saying it right now. That's what fear – that's what I fear with Michigan coming up. But they'll play better. They'll beat these guys. But the game I'm worried about is Michigan, but – I don't see, I'll tell you like this right now, I don't see nobody beating Georgia. If Georgia do what they did to Tennessee last week. Oh. So, so
4: that's a that's a very strong statement, but the question is, just because you're nasty, you, you still need the talent. This is the third-ranked team. Mm-hmm.
3: Are they going to beat Ohio State and Columbus next Saturday? I don't know. It's, it, it's tough either way, but I don't, you know, I don't... Um... Back down on the comment that, that that Michigan is a nastier football team from what I've seen, right? And um, it, it, the way you're the way they're going to try to neutralize CJ Stroud is to keep him off the field. The way that they had a lot of success last year was to line up, run the football, keep these guys cold on the sideline. Don't let these guys get into a rhythm. Don't let these guys get different looks on what the defense is doing. And that's how you neutralize them. Like, if you don't want Marvin Harrison Jr. to beat you, if you don't want uh, Mayan Williams to beat you, if you don't want um, uh, CJ Stroud to beat you, what do you do? You keep these guys off the field, you keep them on the sideline. They did it by basically lining up and just running the football and controlling the clock and minimizing what they did, right? And that's basically what I was saying. I, and, I, and I, I like, I, I'll say this until the day that I die. You, you can't win significant games without – being nasty, right? And so what, what Michigan's going to do is they're going to come to Columbus and they're going to say, okay, we beat Ohio State last year from just being physical. So they're going to say, when you hit them, hit them hard and hit them in the game. When you hit C.J. Stroud, get him on the ground hitting, when you hit Marvin Harris to do it, it's going to come to the bully tactic. That's what they're going to try to do. And I'm just saying that it's not going to be a cakewalk. Although the the streak of like just beating these guys up and beating beating them the way that we beat them probably like the last decade that stuff is gone, and, um, and and I think that them beating us last year is what turned their uh, seasons around this year. You know, I think that's why they're playing better. I think that's they got the monkey off their back. They got some confidence. They don't have to walk around as the team who keeps losing to Ohio State. And, you know, once you beat somebody, you believe you can beat them again. And if Ohio State didn't have that healthy level of paranoia or if they didn't feel that um, – or if they, weren't, um, if they weren't truthful and honest with themselves of how they got beat last year – then they are fooling themselves. But this this won't be a finesse game. This won't be, you know, um, you know, tapping on the hips and and, and things like that. You know, you, th- this game would be nasty. And I think that's how Michigan's going to try to compete. And you know, we'll obviously see what happens when they, you know, when they show up next Saturday.
5: Uh, you know, Maurice, I I look at these two rosters and I feel like um, there's two two or three places where Michigan has closed the gap. When you look at the defensive line for for Ohio State, they had a pronounced. Uh, just advantage up front in the trenches of uh, mm. what, what they had out there. That's gone. You, there's no, there's no bolsters. There's no, you, you don't see uh, Chase, Young. Chase Young, none of those guys. There's another area. You look at it, even when they in the secondary, before Ohio State has already always hurt them with, with guys in the secondary. Last year, you saw what they were able to keep up with Garrett Wilson and Lave. They didn't really kill him mm. like that. Um, and then the, 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 the last point is Michigan now has what I call those those those, those hardball quarterbacks, those dudes that are a little athletic. They can sneak and get a couple yards here or there. They can throw the little short passes. They're not asking them to throw no deep ball, b- balls or anything like that. And if they get a quarterback that don't really have to turn the ball over, they can play what they like to do. They can play that physical bully ball. And it just it, 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 the point is. They want Ohio State to be on the sideline thinking like, dang, man, we've been over here a while, bro. We really ain't even got out there yet. with the last time. And, and this is real time. TV timeouts, five, four or five minutes. Now CJ Stroud is over there looking around. I think they've closed the gap. And I think Michigan has a real – they got a real shot to come in here and win. I'm going to uh, just say uh, it.
3: Let, let, let me tell you something else that nobody likes to talk about, right? If you look at Ohio State's roster or any roster, right, uh, who recruits a bunch of guys from either the West Coast or from down South. Bro, it is totally different playing football in 15 to 20 degree weather. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is totally different, right? When you sit on the sideline, like it's one thing when it's 70 and you're out there and you're warmed up and the adrenaline running and your blood's pumping. And if you got to be on the sideline, you can jump back in the game and you've not really cooled down. It's just something totally different to play on the field that you walk to the sideline, and then by the next series, your your shirt underneath your pads is cold, right? And then you have to get back out there. That is a different Ooh, that's, element. That's that's something different, bro. And so you look at these guys who we go get from these better climates who maybe used to play a football in November and it's still 70 and 80 degrees. It's the reason why those guys from down south, they hate to come up north to play football. You know what I'm saying? And all, all of that stuff is contributing factors. Like, if you look at Michigan, Michigan didn't have – they don't necessarily have that advantage where they've been this perennial program. We can pick guys from around the country. Harbaugh took his lumps and bumps and he built with a lot of in-state guys or regional guys and stuff like that. But it's, it, it's these it's – these, it's, okay, just like Ohio State um, at the – when Jim Trussell came, he turned the clock in. Ohio State went on a run and we dominated for a decade. Jim Harbaugh's trying to do that same thing, but you have to be aware of all of the factors that plays into a team trying to be successful. Like, do you think he really wants to hear, you know, you make $9 million a year and you can't beat Ohio State? No, bro, he doesn't want to hear that. And this is not like a chunk program who has a bunch of D-less players. And it just, you know, it, like anything, like you can look at a team on, on film and you cannot not know who they are, but you can see when somebody's aggressive, you can see when they're running around, you can see when they're tackling hard, you can see the effort. And every time I've just, like, randomly caught Michigan on TV because you watch them because we're going to play them at the end of the year, these guys just look like a team. And so then, a guy that I grew up with, uh, Steve Klingscale, he's their defensive backs coach, right? So I've known <laughs> Steve. I've known him from um, from Cincinnati. I, I know him when he went to Kentucky. And now I know him when he's coaching. Um, uh, w- like, we played on the same Little League football team in Youngstown. So I already you know how these dudes think, right? These dudes are not talking about, like, like play soft football. This is aggressive knock your head off, intimidate you, uh, challenge you up in your face, get the most out of you type guys, coaching these guys. So I don't know. And I'm only talking as a fan. I'm talking to somebody who went to Ohio State, have fun. You want Ohio State to win, obviously. But I'm I'm never going to get on anybody's platform and fanboy the school that I went to. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get on the platform and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm here talking about football. This team I think is this. This team I think is that. And these are the things that I think that um, Ohio State needs to do to to get better. But I've, I've said it before: Ohio State needs to recruit uh, more blue collar guys, interior guys from this state. You know, uh, I think we've gotten away from that. But you need to go back to recruiting the best interior guys from the state and who play with a sense of pride. Like I don't know, Ohio State's turned into like this. It's, it's a cute thing now. It's very cute and it's like Apple-ish. It's not like a, like it's not. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's cute now. It's not grungy. You need you need right. you need a level of grunginess to win. That's what I'm saying.
5: You need you need your dudes walking around in Timberlands. You want to, you want Timberlands, <laughs> do rags. You know you know what we talk about the the the, the, the first down coats, the puff jackets. You know what we're talking about.
7: Hey, you, to,
3: you, like blue you need blue collar dudes, man. Like you for example. We had Darius Scott, man. This dude was out of the coal mine. He was from West Virginia. Blue collar guys. Tim Anderson. Nasty farmers. Ben Hartsock, Nasty farmers. Like you just like you need blue collar type of guys. Like I I don't I don't need to like you need a couple guys who like to put the hats on the table for like their announcement, but you need the other dudes who like don't really care about none of that. <laughs> yeah. Who just yeah. want to show up, baby, and let's get it in. Like always talking you know, about nasty let's go dudes. Get it. You you
5: trying to go get another lift in? No, I ain't trying to get another lift in. We just practice. I'm just saying we are only doing curls though. No, I do. I do too much.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, nah. and, and, and I am not being hard on Al State. I'm just saying that I I care about this thing so much, and I talk so much stuff to Kato June. I don't know if you remember Kato. Oh yeah. Uh, but oh. me and Kato, yeah, Kato's oh, my yeah. god. Every year you'll catch us on Twitter uh, misbehaving. Him and Marcus Ray, and then now you got Big Mouth Leroy. I hope he's watching
1: too. <laughs> well, DeCole's watching right now, and he wants you both to know that uh, don't sleep on Maryland this weekend, Jay and Maurice.
4: Yeah, well,
5: no, Ryan
1: well, sleeps
7: no,
4: no,
5: <laughs> We ain't never woke up <laughs> on Maryland.
1: <laughs>
5: Y'all got Juan Dixon. That's who you got. Shout out to Juan Dixon
1: <laughs> and Stevie franchise. Oh, they got baby baby Tua, so we just yeah. lost a one Tua. We better not lose the two. I learned a long time ago: you never laugh at an opponent before the game.
4: Nah,
5: that it
3: serious. I don't have to play them. I don't have to play them. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> have
5: to do it. That boy. I think Bull talked trash to his son. Anybody? I think he's never let nothing, nothing get by him. Like he's like, Dad, how did I do? Terrible. <laughs> you should have said it with more
6: moxie. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
4: We'll see. So, Are you ready to make a pick on that game or do you want to wait until
3: game week? I, I'm going. I'll pick Ohio State. Even if I didn't think Ohio State can win, I would pick Ohio State. So like, <laughs> I'm I'm biased. Now wait a minute. To you said a win. minute ago you're not going to fanboy just so, because you played for a program. <laughs> but, uh, so I'll tell the reality of the of, of what I think will happen. Right. It, okay. I, I'll give the the reality of that. But I always want Ohio State to win um just because you want us to win just because i i I make a bet with cato every year cato and marcus ray i always bet these guys and no matter what i want ohio state to win but i i i don't know you just i i don't know I, i think my deeper part is that like um there there's there's a level of nastiness that i know that you have to have to beat the guys in the sec who you will see in the playoffs right i think that's my thing and one thing i've hated I've hated these, like, these three or four games. I just kind of feel the stands up, and they become love games at the beginning of the season. I hate that you can't, like, you know, this year we played Notre Dame, and that was, you know, that was a step in the right direction. But I just wish we beefed our schedule up a little bit more, and it mimicked, even though we're in the Big Ten, I wish it mimicked more of what these guys playing in the SEC. Uh, because I'm telling you, I get invited to these schools to talk all the time, and these guys say with so much pride, man, y'all don't play anybody. And it's very hard to defend that. And, you know, you see what these guys are talking about, man. You see, like, like I said last year, I'm happy that the clip uh, saved my talk about Georgia. Georgia is amazing, man. You look at their defense. That stuff is amazing. And you want, like, if we can recruit those same guys, if we can recruit from these areas, if we can go down to Georgia, we can go down to Florida, we can go down to Texas, you can get the, the premier guys from Ohio. Okay, if you can get these teams that rank well, play better teams. Like, play like play a full schedule. These guys are preparing to go to the NFL. You know, if you go to Ohio State, you're preparing to go to the NFL. And you're going to have to play, you know, 20 weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, prepare to do it. the collegiate now. And um, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I just want. To, I, I like to see the heavyweights fight the heavyweights. I like to see the the great middleweights fight the great middleweights. I'm like the I'm like the competitive guy. I don't want to I don't want to beat a team 79 nothing just because we're Ohio State and it makes the fans feel good. I want to find out like, okay, we, we need to cut. We need like two or three fluff games in here to recover because the season is long, but. Let's say two. You need two, two, two fluff games in a bye week. But let's put people on the skate. Let's put a, a kickoff classic. Uh, let's, let's take a top four team who who won last year, went to the playoffs, and so let's schedule them for week one or week two, right? Let's take somebody. Let's 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 fill our schedule up with meaningful games. That's what
5: I'm talking about. Has Ohio State ever has Ohio State ever taken an SEC team like in a non-conference? Just like you know what? We, we give me
0: give me florida in the 70s give me LSU. Alabama in the 70s i'm gonna take yeah, i
1: don't think i don't to modern a, era
3: no get, I'm, I'm gonna Oklahoma take
1: technically an sec school. well, they were well yeah the but they weren't
3: they, at the they, time they, I, 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 yeah. yeah so so what is sports okay let's talk about something else what is sports why do everybody hate boxing right you you hate boxing because people avoid people like okay sports is like take the money out it's like machoism it's i'm better than you i think i can beat you I think my crew is better than your crew. Like, that's the essence of what this thing is supposed to be. And that's what, like, that's what makes it up. That's what makes it fun. That's when you're in high school and I'm, we're this team over here versus your team over here. That's where pep rally became, in When you're in Little League football, I'm from the south side, you're from the east side, we collide with each other. And, like, once this starts getting manufactured into business, that's when it becomes something else, Right. And so, like, no matter what it is, you just want to play the best people and go recruit the best player, go recruit the best coaches you can, prepare the best, and get out on the field and brew and beat each other up. And then I'll see you in the playoffs. But when it becomes something else, it just becomes like, ah, like, who cares about it, right? Well, and, you know,
4: but. One of the things that we hope gets us closer to that is the 12 team playoff, which is coming soon, because you can stub your toe once, maybe even twice, if you're playing these top-tier teams and you can still be okay. You're gonna they're gonna be teams with three losses that get into a 12-team playoff format. I'm just gonna read you, Maurice, the top eight as we sit here today. And just I know it's expanding to twelve, but just imagine an eight-team format with this. Georgia, Mm -hmm. OSU, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, LSU, USC, Alabama, like you would have. Georgia's one. Alabama's eight. That'd be a first round game. You think the eight's gonna roll over for that one? Imagine the TV you, you, number you, you, that's gonna do.
3: Man, imagine, imagine the TV number. Imagine, like you said, if you start your tour early in the year and you and you get into a better groove at the end of the season. Imagine like like styles make fights like styles make boxing fights, but football styles is, that, that makes football games. You know what I'm saying? Your personnel, somebody may be injured, all of that stuff. But that's what that's what you want to see as a fan. Like nobody wants to see this decorated bowl game where two people who don't nobody want to see play. See, you, you want to <laughs> say you want to
4: Six and five, I, Minnesota. T- Listen,
5: Please, hey, I, hey, I went to O U. OU. Put O U on December second. Ain't nobody trying to see O U <laughs> December thirty first. Listen, we we'll take, we understand, we know what it is. We ain't no big harm, no harm, no fire. Keep it all in hundred. You put, you put us on against Louisiana Lafayette, and you, you're eating leftover turkey. You looking around? Hey, what's on right now? Hey, man, we got O U. They said O State, no O U, and, and, and Louisiana Monroe. It's a good little
3: matchup. uh, So so think about this. Imagine everybody goes through the rivalry week, and even if you take a break for a week, and imagine you roll through all of December in the top two weeks in January with, like, competitive college football. Bro, you'll be out of here. You know what I'm saying? That that is like, that's getting it on. I'm I'm an old school dude. Listen to me. I'm old school, get in there, fight it out, duke it out, take the best players in the country, the best teams, these kids they went to Under Armour camps. These kids went to Collegiate camps. Like, I'm telling you, I was arguing with Vince Young at the All-American game down in San Antonio. Like, that's the pride of it all. Nobody cares about money. Nobody cares, like, you know, you got this contract. I got this contract. That's, I don't know. I, I just, I'm like old school. I just want to, like, duke it out, fight it out, like, compete against each other. And then you you live with the memories of, like, yo, this is what we did. But
7: yeah. I don't know.
3: You're like, I don't know. What's What's your this- thinking? Before we get him out there, could you put that graphic up where they show
5: him running the ball really quickly? Here's how you know yes. how you here's how you know how Maurice is really old school, right? The pads. Because this dude got lineman pads on, bro. <laughs> this dude got linemen <laughs> pads. These pa- this man hey, shoulder hey, pads. Hold on. <laughs>
7: uh, which one is that? Hey,
5: oh. and, and Maurice, you, and listen, who, how you get elbows? elbow injury. But that's after your shoulder was jacked up, right?
1: That's,
3: yeah, that's after, after the my shoulder, shoulder was got jacked
1: up, up yeah. yeah. Hey, man, listen. Hey. Well, go to the next one. What about the next one? Hey, I don't know what these pads so are. So,
3: look, I got a quiz for you. Oh, no, I got a Yeah, my Those shoulder was still
1: messed up. Yeah, he's still got a <laughs> my my by the I, sleeve still on his right. left
0: arm. That's when his shoulder was messed up.
3: Yeah. Hey. So. G, uh, so. G. I got. I got a quiz for you. Okay. If you can. There's another. There's another picture, and there's a guy in front of me, number fifty-five. Do you know who that was? Stepanovich. The one that we used? was it Stepanovich. Oh. Yes.
5: Yeah. We'll pull it up
1: right now. All right. We're calling it up. Oh yeah. Is that Stepanovich?
4: No. Who's that fifty-five guy?
1: It looked. It, the face looked familiar, but I can't. Maurice. I can't, we. He, he's turning in and out. We're losing more. There we go. We got him back. All right. We'll go back to that picture if we can. That,
4: the one of 55 leading the way. That's well, nasty right give there. Give us a sec. Restart montage. nasty right as, there. As, Look as at as that face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's want to right there. That's yeah. effort. Yeah,
1: listen. He, he give looked. us one sec. We'll pull that back. All up. right. We'll pull the 55. I don't know who that
7: 55
1: is.
3: Oh, oh I'm, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you are. Okay. You don't know who that is? That no. is my man. Nicholas Mango Oh that's
4: right Oh that's oh, a yeah. small mango
1: without the hair <laughs> He had to be like a freshman yeah. or something
4: Yeah without the man, hair He, he weigh say, 120
1: man. pounds You look like you're 7 times <laughs> yeah. his size My goodness I know
4: man he does look small yeah, That's there. big mango
5: And Yeah
7: that, and
1: running backs
0: don't do that no more Look
5: look how he got, got his
7: hand, hand on, his on his back, back. Like yep. listen <laughs> set this
0: They don't even do that that's no more Those pads are smaller That's got to be either Texas Tech or Washington that's early State the season. That's early in the season that's Texas Tech or State yeah, that's where we really he got
1: her. Maurice, I got one last question, Ooh. then we got to let you go here. But Nick Mangold's right. face mask has a bar under the chin. That has to be an old school looker. What's the point of that bar under the chin there?
7: Hey,
3: well, I, I, I'm young enough to be old school. We, 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 uh, uh, this is 20 years ago.
7: <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I forgot I'm a baby.
3: So, those them face masks
5: just came in, into play at the time? Like, those are different type elements? I moments. don't know. But the joint Marie's got, got everybody wanted that Dickerson. Like if you was playing running back and you play like you, wanted, up, yeah. you wanted the Dickerson and back then it really wasn't even, we talk old school, then not have Nike gloves. Like the first pair of Nike gloves, I seen Florida state had them on. And I said, Oh God, they got gray gloves. I went crazy. But back earlier than that, it was the Newman's. And yeah, you, the Newmans. The Newmans. The Newmans. <laughs> boy, them, you, the, <laughs> them Newmans. You can wear them two times because they get wet, they start smelling bad, and them boys will rip off like paper mache. Them and they did not help you catch the ball, but them Newmans, boy, they they eventually outlawed them. Man's like, nah, we're gonna go to something a little more, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Nike, Nike
4: bullied everybody. Yeah, they got everybody up out of there, man. Maurice, have a great <laughs> weekend. We will. Uh, we'll see you Michigan week, brother. Oh, right, you know my man. I might
3: come in the studio for that one just to talk. I
6: just to do. Yeah, just to pull up. Here. Right. Just do to pull it. up. All right. <laughs> See you, brother. Yeah, all right.